Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Phil, I've got a funny feeling like, we're going to need to be proper parents. It's almost like with JB, you know how you see some kids walking around and they have those little harnesses on their back <laughs> so they can't just oh go and do something stupid. Well, uh, I think we're going to need to do the podcast equivalent of that with JB. I've got a funny feeling. Right, get ready. Strap yourself in. Uh, let's get ready. Hands in and pod on three. One, two, three. Pod! pod. Oh, we have got so much to look back at over the weekend of rugby, the final round of Aviva Premiership matches before we get into the European matches which are coming up, which we'll be looking ahead to as well. There was Pro 12 to talk about. There was a Super League Grand Final just to cast our eye over our egg-shaped ball rugby league cousins as their season comes to an end. It's going to be a top podcast. Thank you very much for downloading and listening. I'm Tim. JB is there. Good day, Tim. Oh, you sound very calm and relaxed, JB. I am, I am very Wonder calm. how long that'll last. I'm Phil. Hi, Tim. Right, uh, let's get to it then. Picks of the week from the weekend just gone. Phil, what tickled your fancy? I'm going to go for Ulster-Glasgow. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a really good game. Okay. Don't often get to watch them live, but did. And just a, quite a good game, good performance. Ulster looked always the better team, but didn't really have that cutting edge until late on when those uh, Gilroy and Bo scored, scored good tries to, to make it comfortable 29-9 victory. I know we'll get into this a lot more later looking ahead but when you looked at them knowing you'd just seen Leicester the night before coming back into some kind of form yeah. with some players returning do you think that matchup's going to be as explosive as we thought it would be before the season started? Well it's the same matchup as it was last year and last year yeah, a lot it of was, the same ma- matchups actually yeah we are getting a lot of repeats I think it's pr- the Leicester team's probably not as strong as as it was last year, but any time you go to Wilford Road, it's going to be really, really difficult. So I, I think it, I think it'll be a really good game. I think it's very difficult and to call at the moment. And I think their opponents, Glasgow, have got Bath this weekend coming up as well. Have they? Yeah, and I'd be interested to see how good Glasgow are because you know my, uh, my views on the Pro Twelve, and they're not complimentary. <laughs> It's definitely a stronger competition. I, without doubt, I've noticed that. I know that Munster had to work hard to beat Scarlets. They have got the wor- one of the worst kits in rugby. I don't... <laughs> what? That's, oh, the, that, uh... that change kit, the Tequila oh, Sunrise. The Sunrise one, oh, yeah. the, Oh, is that them, is it? That's them, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's horrific. Yeah, it's horrible. It looks like a bit like that England Sevens kit from a few years ago. Yes. That was, that was that, like, orangey-red. Yeah. England oh. Sevens kits. I know you like the last one. They've got a long and distinguished... The distinguished history of being awful. Yeah, they do. Uh, my pick of the week, I would have to say, was Exeter Chiefs. I, Chiefs, they, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. They put to the sword what has been a strong performing London Irish team. There were some mitigating circumstances for London Irish. I, I know that three of their players came off at half-time because they were suffering from a virus that's been oh, going around the oh, squad. Really? I, noticed, I noticed Blair Cowan didn't start. No, he came on and then looked brilliant when he did come on. Why did he not start? Just a rest week or just uh, rotation? Possibly a bit of rotation and giving him a rest. He's put his body on the line for several weeks. I think the, the depth of Irish's squad is a lot better than it was last season, but still, when you lost, they've lost a few players from a virus and there was three players on the team that got pulled off at half-time because they couldn't make... Yeah, I... They couldn't do any more. I, th- I think it, it suddenly exposed... When you have a bunch at once, yeah. suddenly exposes the kind of soft underbelly that's under that little hard shell that they've got. Yeah, I have to say, I'm, uh, I was quite surprised at that because I think London Irish at full strength... In fact, I think almost any team at the moment in the in the Viva at full strength can give another team a real good go. Yeah. And looking at the Irish team that they took to Exeter, and bearing in mind, Exeter have only just broken a huge losing streak at home. 
I quite fancy London Irish to go in there and you know and do a job. Yeah, especially after Exeter got beat by Newcastle last yes, weekend. Yes, exactly. I, we were talking about this uh, before the pod, me and Jay. Um, I think Irish have had a really tough few fixtures. Like they, they played Northampton, beat Leicester, very very close against Saracens. Saracens I think yeah. it's just taken the toll. And you, it's almost been like a cup, was, was cup it, final was it for them. Quins in the opening, the double London double header, or was it Wasps? Uh, I think Good it was Quins, wasn't it? Question. Quins in the double London double. So they've had, they've played a lot of the yeah. big teams. Yeah, yeah they're all big teams. I mean, that's probably like Wasps yeah. are now. I think a big team but after today's result. You can you can excuse them for having like an off day. Yeah, yeah. Because well, because of that. But let's look but, at the other. Let's look at the other side to be complementary. And I think we we thought great. we thought Exeter Chiefs might struggle this season. I think a lot of yeah. pundits thought the Exeter Chiefs might struggle. And it's to everybody's credit at Sandy Park the season they're having. And, and I think the perfect sort of comparison was was Kieran Lowe, Scottish international, was playing at blindside for London Irish. He went off forty minutes after a virus. And uh, on the other team, Dave Yu is trucking it up again. Big Dave, he's good, isn't he? Have they inst- have they installed our diesel horn yet? No, not yet. They're talking about it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> You've installed one in the studio today. Oh, That's yeah. it's fantastic. Uh, now, wasps. Can anyone tell me this? I was watching it today, and it sounds like a bell cat, a, a cowbell. Have you heard that thing? Like, uh, some parts of the commentary, like you're watching it, and in the background you can hear like a little bell cow, a cowbell. Cowbell. Cow <laughs> well, like like they do in alpine skiing. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. And like, what is that? I mean, it's not last orders of boys. Uh, but they do have a bell in there. Do they, uh, do they ring at any particular time, like when there's a scrum? Or? No, it was an open play and it just started ringing. All oh, right. People getting well, excited. Any any Wasp fans? Tell us what Coventry's like. Tell, well, <laughs> t- tell us what the, the bell is all about. Or was it or was it Bath fans? No, Bath just go, Bath, 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 Bath. Bath, yeah. Bath. Um, uh, what, what a great win for Wasps as well. Amazing yeah. win. And uh, the performance for 60 minutes as well. They played more like Bath than, than Bath did, actually. Out Bath, um, Bath. Yeah, Out Bath, Bath. Like that back row, I've said it a few times now, is epic. No, but Launchbury and Bradley Davies, proper grunt in the second row as well. Um, I don't think. Did... Launchbury didn't play. Launchbury did didn't play. Did he get he arrested? A... Was it no, gas... he had a minor car crash before. Um... Oh, before the match. Really? Now, what's going on with Wasps? I mean, there was Christian Wade who had a minor car, car crash yeah. a, few, a few weeks ago. Now, Launchbury, it's all this travelling. It's, all, yeah. it's only going to get worse yeah, when they go to Coventry. Exactly. <laughs> so. Oh dear, we are going to have to get onto that, aren't we? But um, let's let's talk about JB's pick of the week. What was your pick of the week, Jay? Well, uh, I enjoyed the Saints game when they played the Cherry and Whites. No, not Northampton Gloucester, but Wigan <laughs> St Helens. Now, this was hell of a game. Arguably, is it dying? Maybe. Is it played by fighting Northerners? Perhaps. But is it? But, but is it for men? Absolutely. This is a example of what rugby union could once, well, once has been and could be again. It was an epic, epic spectacle. Do you know what? I wasn't even interested in the tries. The the thing which was so marvellous about this game is like, there's high shots, there was late shots, there was like... Punches. Yeah, there was a couple of punches, there was a shoulder charge, which apparently is illegal now, but you couldn't tell. Uh, like, all these really good things. And they were, they're just tough, hard men. So, in other words, you're, you are glorifying and celebrating the punch by Ben Flower from Wigan Warriors well, on... This is, this is right, all those people who sit, sit in their little houses on top of Mount Pius and look down on mere mortals like us three, saying, oh, that's not what the sport's about. No, it is what the sport's about. Yes. So hold on, hold on, hold no, on, hold on. For anybody, he, you're, you're, okay. you're talking as if as if everyone will know what's going on. I, Which, I mean, of course you, they will. You may, you may well know, but if not, there was a, it, within the first two minutes of the St. Helens v Wigan grand final at Old Trafford, there was a double punch. One, two players stood up and Ben Flower clocks Lance Hawaii of St. Helens, and then he follows it up by following him down to the deck and clobbering him across the face. The guy went off not knowing what day it was, and um, Ben Flower got a red card within the Which first two minutes. Which is exactly, exactly right. Here's he should have got a red card. Here's how the commentary unfolded. Listen. <laughs> Out of St. Helens, man. St. Helens took exception to it and flew in. Was it Ben Flower? I like the players going, he, he's got him, he's, he's got gone. him. <laughs> I mean, you defend that, JB, defend that. Well, look, 
Because what what we've just walked like the the the, the punch has happened before to Ilangi Ashton on Ashton. A, a punch in, you know, off the ball and it got dealt with. The second one, when the guy was already knocked out, to then clock him when he's on the deck, not defending himself, that's horrible, mate. Everybody loves a bad guy, right? <laughs> and if you just listen to that crowd and Steve O's going mental, it's a narrative of, you know, dirty Wigan against against good old St. Helens. It was it was awesome. Steve-O talking like that could read out the uh, train timetable and it'd still be interesting. <laughs> it's it's not about the punch, it's about the spectacle. Well, right, well, and on, now, but, we've, but, all, we've, all we're left with, and this is why I'm so, so angry watching watching the Bath game later on, is just how sterile and insipid... Like, I, are, you you joking, are, you joking, are you joking? Some of the massive, monstrous hits that we see put B- in, biggest in rugby. Hit, biggest hit this weekend was Chris Hallorathea. Who absolutely smashed a Newcastle player? Right. Start, okay. Started here, ended here. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm using my hand. Yeah, I've about, seen this about shot about shot level. What happened? Can we just have a quick look at that, please? On uh, on the uh, video ref, and then it was a penalty, three points to Newcastle. It, it, What's going on? That it was a really really good hit, but it did slide up. And Who it, cares? It, it, it caught, full caught speed. His head. I mean, you you can't <laughs> legislate for this. Uh, yes, yeah. the, the rules the rules are in place no, to protect the, rules, the players. The rules are fast, right? And what the rules are doing <laughs> is it's like having an argument with your wife or your girlfriend, and you don't know what you've done wrong, and she won't she she um and she won't talk to you. If she told you what um, what the problem was, you would adjust your behaviour accordingly. But well, these... or in JB's case, he'd argue why she was wrong. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, 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 but because they don't tell you exactly what they want, it's like the jump jump jumping in the air thing. <laughs> but what? You know, the, the laws are the set up are so eventually cl- they're clear. nobody was going to jump and that's what they want they don't want jumping I'm, so, I'm kind of in between the two of you like there's nothing more frustrating like for example when you're going in to, to put a tackle in and you end up somewhere around shoulder height because they slip and fall oh. into you and you get penalised that, that's it's such an infuriating thing and you can't you can't try and make everything perfectly safe and I, I agree with JB in that sense that there is an element of rugby union which could if we're not careful become sterile but at the moment it there's is it, sterile there's enough big fair hits yes. that, that, to, to mean that it's not a big we shouldn't celebrate and go that's the sort of spectacle we want when someone assaults a guy who's already knocked that's out not on I the said. floor that's what I said I said it's about the narrative <laughs> you described today's game as insipid and boring there was 51 points scored there was some yeah. unbelievable yeah, rugby and, like, and 30 minutes right were played with only 14 players for almost a whole half Bath were disadvantaged, but I mean, now actually, in the case of Bath, the first yellow card was was a farce. The second one was a trip. You can't really defend that. And the last one, I think this is kind of like the penalty situation in, in football, which is if you beat the last defender, it's uh, and then he tackles you and you go down red card, or if it's in the box, it's a penalty and no further action. Well, it was a penalty try to Wasps. And, and the yellow. And then the yellow. Yeah, well, that's fine. I, I, I think a play, Do you see what I mean? I think in football it should be a penalty and a red card. No! no yeah. I, I think we should go because down... Because what, what if you missed the penalty? I think we should go, go down... Well, what if you missed the shot on goal? I mean, I think it should be like the NFL where you don't get red cards. I mean, you have to make an enforced substitution. And I tell you what, the answer to this, again, lies in our cousin League which says, oh, that looked a bit dirty. You'll, we'll put you on report and we'll check it out after the game because that's when it should be dealt, dealt, dealt with. No, Much better. I, I, I disagree. So it's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what? There, there are problems I have with rugby union laws. For example, the yellow card for deliberate knock-on when someone's stretching to try and reach to yeah. intercept. I mean, we've all done that in a game. When you think you go honestly to try and catch to a catch ball yeah. and you knock it on and then given a yellow card like it was a deliberate knock-on. I can see that in your own that, five that, I mean, that, That's kind of frustrating. Yeah, just... I, th- I think there are laws that have gone too far and we talked last week and we have talked in previous weeks about, Did I, about the watch? catching the high ball one. I've played for the first time, I played a game of rugby for the first time Indeed, in, in over a year yesterday and what I was thinking during the game was I wish there was a TMO and some touch judges in this game because... I took the ball into contact about three or four times and a deliberate swinging fist, really? which could have broken my nose on several occasions. It was There was one guy that I always seemed to be running at and every single time the guy took a tackle, he just... All he did was swing his fist into the face of whoever he was trying to tackle. And it, and you, you're, 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 you'd watch that and go, oh, let him go on with it. But I would. If you're going to tackle fair, square... Yeah. Man, man for man and knock me back, fair play. How would Mr Flowers have dealt with that situation? Well, yeah. but exactly, <laughs> I, but I'd, I'd argue, not not saying I'm 
more of a more of a man. But I'd say the you know getting your head down, running into contact, and trying to win the game, getting up and dusting yourself off is actually that, that that's mo- that's being more of a man than Ben Flowers not Agreed. punching I, someone yeah, who's on the deck. I completely agree. And isn't that that's part of the beauty of you know the whole the whole test of rugby? Yeah, is you know you do occasionally. Get, get that idiot, and if the ref doesn't sort sort him out, you sort him out by winning the game. And, and what was well. the reaction of Chris Ashton when he got absolutely clobbered by Manu Tuangi after the game? The man's reaction. After the game, he hugged him, shook his hand, and he said to all the television cameras that wanted to speak that, to him, "said Well, there's no no big deal. It's, it in, was on it was on the pitch. It's, it's it's dealt with. We've shaken hands, and it's fine." That's no really interesting, is. isn't it? Because where is he from originally? Yeah, rugby league. Correct. <laughs> all I know is that this could well have been the commentary from Old Trafford, the grand final. You ballless get Campbell, you dickhead. <laughs> a real escalation there, by the brilliant Mick Morgan. That was about. It was, must have been about nine months ago when we first started talking about Mick Morgan. And I noticed that there was a massive. He, he was, I noticed that loads of people in the build-up to the grand final were tweeting about Mick Morgan and, and playing that bit of commentary out. He's, he's his sort of bubble of popularity is growing. We asked for a remix, and we got a remix. Andy. A. Of beauty, isn't it? <laughs> 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 you any boys to walk. Typical Warriors! <laughs> and now there's been one more cover done as well. So his, his sort of catchphrase is, I can't speak! And uh, there is a song by Girls Aloud called I Can't Speak French. And there's, <laughs> there's, someone's, done a, someone's done a Mick Morgan remix. Oh dear. <laughs> there we go. Very good. All right, let's depart from rugby league. I think JB's made his point clear. Yeah, uh, if, if you ever want to have a little chat with us or whatever, or give us your thoughts, then at Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter and where we, we will be tweeting our thoughts from. Uh, and me and Phil will be trying to temper the thoughts that JB <laughs> puts out on Twitter as well. I'm not allowed to tweet now, so. No, just. A bit more positivity. Yeah. You're focusing on the negative side of that, there's, that fantastic Bath Wasps game. There's so many beautiful parts of the game we right, love. I, do you know what? I want to talk about something which a lot of rugby fans today and over this last week will be thinking is against the true values of rugby. I'm going to play some traditional English music for this. Wasps yes. are breaking their 150-year history with North London and the home counties area. Ah, see. Because in, with their move, obviously, to the Rico Arena and Coventry. Because I imagine, uh, well, 100 years, you, you said. There have been 150 with, years. 150. So I suppose uh, 10 years ago, it would be 140. It was just London, and then it's moved to home counties. And now, yeah. you know, I, it's a big deal. Get over it. I mean, there's 7,000 there today to watch a very impressive bat team, and the average is about 5,000. It wasn't working, you know. Well, yeah, no, I hear that. I totally hear that. And Wasps, I remember looking a bit puzzled, what was it, 10 years ago when Wasps were winning European titles. It was a bit puzzled at how how, how can this team that don't get a massive crowd be winning European titles and having that squad? And mm. if you think about the squad they had, Simon Shaw, Josh Lucy. Yeah. Um, Rafael Ibanez. Rafael Ibanez, oh, Lawrence Delalio, uh, Joe Lewis. Worsley. Phil Vickery. And in the European Cup final, who was the other prop? So you had Vickery. Oh, you had Tom French. Yes, well done. Yes. Good. Uh, but I remember thinking, and they've never had a big, they've never had a big attendance. But imagine yourself, Kenny Logan as well. Wow. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine yourself a Wasps fan, JB, for a second. Okay. And sorry. imagine that your dad used to take you to see Wasps <laughs> since you were a kid. Mm-hmm. This. Let me just give you a brief history of Wasps. Please do. Right. So they sold the land that they had. In North, in Middlesex, like North London, and they sold it for one million, and the company they sold it to <laughs> sold it not long after for twelve million. Wow! They they moved and they played at Loftus Road, yep. which wasn't gonna work. They were looking around for land that they could buy, but they kind of frittered all their money away, and all they could do was go to High Wycombe. That was all they managed to come up with. In the meantime, their heartland is now 
owned, if you like, as a rug, uh, in rugby territory by Saracens, who were at Barnet, who were always in Wasps' shadow, but are now the dominant club. And Wasps are basically going, well, it's not working here, we've got to go. So just there's 150 years of history, that's all I'm saying. And they're, and they're moving to Coventry, and I love NFL, and I understand market forces and, and all the rest mm. of it, but I, I, I feel sad that 150 years of history... Is, is done. And there's, oh. a lot, and there's a lot of Wasps fans that are saying they're going to start going to Wasps FC, the amateur Well, that's club. very nice for them. But um, I kind of think... I, mean, I don't really care what they do, is, is, is the actual answer. But uh, you say uh, 150 years of, of history gone. I, I think it might be a case of 150 years of history preserved. Because uh, I just picking up on the excellent BT Sport com- commentary today, uh, they were saying stuff like, out of Dai Young's pocket, they had to buy things like tape and... The, and the team bus. I mean, that's how bad the finances were. There's a lot of spin going on. I mean, mm. I mean maybe. There's a lot of spin. But, no, but I mean, if that's true, I don't see why they'd lie about it. I'm surely you've got a, a city of eight, nine, ten million people of London, yeah. and you've now only got two clubs, two yeah. top clubs in London. In London. Yeah. Surely there's, and they're moving to a town that's 330,000 people in Coventry, got 10 million people right there in London, there must be opportunities to stay near yeah. your homeland. You know, I, I read a very cynical... It was a post on a Wasps chat group that was mm-hmm. recommended to us by CJ, yeah. who a uh, one-time contributor. Um, and it was, it was saying that the owners of Wasps have basically seen a business opportunity at the Rico. Um, they see it as an undervalued, undervalued asset that was owned by Coventry City Council, mm-hmm. and the only way that they could get that asset, get hold of that asset, was to move wasps there, and they will do it up, or use it for a few years, do it up, and then sell it on and be looking for a new home in, in somewhere else, having made however many million by by just using the Rico Arena. I think that I think that fan is showing an awful lot of insights into uh, rugby, which you know he doesn't really have. I, it was, I, it was, I, I don't know if you up. I don't know if you read the post. It was a uh, very well informed. Mm. It, it read like a very well informed post. It, mm. it was in a lot of detail. I mean, I just I, other than a diehard few, is anybody going to travel? No one travels anyway. to Coventry. They only have five thousand. I don't think. I think they've got to start completely anew in Coventry. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I, they, they will. They, they might get a few people. But tell you what, though, Coventry, Coventry, Coventry wasps has a bit of a, have a, has a bit bit of a ring to it. <laughs> I I I think you'll get some of the fans will go to Harlequins um or or London Irish or, if they're from High Wycombe Reading's not that far away yeah, yeah. London Irish or Saracens, or Saracens. Even. it is weird isn't it because pill. it is odd that the, the closest place that they could play to home now I think it through it, yeah is Coventry it, yeah I know it, it does have, it does have it? some rugby heritage in Coventry yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how that one plays but uh, I personally I'd be really, really upset if if I was a Wasps fan, and yeah, and which is why I think Andy Good. I know I'm actually love Andy Good. I'm going to call him out as having an absolute shocker on Twitter this week because Andy Good uh, came out and said, like a lot of players did, and I, I think the the club were quite clever. And I don't know how much they coerced the players into doing this, but it was quite clever that the players all seemed to come out, you know, one after the other, saying. I hope you're with us, guys, rather than the club having to say it. It was a lot more powerful for the players to do it. Um, mm. But Andy Goode basically said to anyone abusing the the the, uh, the decision to move, you're not real fans. And I thought coming from a... If you want to use a nice phrase, you could call it journeyman. If you want to use another phrase, you could call him a rugby mercenary. He he's hopped. Rip, ar- I'd call him a rugby professional. Rugby professional, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's hopped around and had plenty of clubs and, and there was a lot of Wasp fans who took umbrage with that comment and who said, Andy Good, I've been supporting Wasps for 40 years. You've been here for, for, you know, I think his for point, two years. I think his point would be the same, same as mine, is, which is at least just going to have a club called Wasps still playing at, at, at the top flight and you're not going to have a Richmond and you're not going to have an Oral. Because, I mean, that's the other way it can go. It can go badly wrong really, really mm. quickly. Yeah, that, that is a very good point, actually. But I, I still think the move... Coventry. Why Coventry? It, it, this cynical well, I mean, fans it does that... fit in with the Land Rover Jaguar sponsor. Oh no, well, well, exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. I think it was. I think business-wise, they're close to a sponsor that they've obviously. Um, that was obviously a big part of the move. It's near Jaguar Land Rover, who invest heavily in rugby and would mm. love to have a team on their doorstep. And this stadium probably does present some financial opportunities to make some money. Do you know who but else? But neither of those are rugby rugby decisions. Which you know, yeah. fine. Maybe it's, that's it's the a modern business. game. Yeah. So they're still going to be. The, Based in London, yeah, 
I'm going to travel Just up travel yeah. much days. That's the only way that they could um, satisfy the requirements of um, the Aviva Premiership. They have to have their base stay in the same place. Same with London Irish. They're still at Sun- Sunbury and right. playing and in London Reading. Welsh, I guess. And London Must Welsh. Deer, still old, old, deer. Deer, old Deer Park and yeah. play at the Kassam Stadium. One of the things about playing away that's a, a negative makes it harder to play away is you have a two-hour bus journey or, or whatever it is on the game day. You get tired legs. Yeah. I, think, I think they're going to bust them up there every Friday. Gonna they stay, oh, stay, in, a stay hotel. in Coventry and then play on a Saturday this, or this Sunday sounds, or whichever day it <laughs> This is. sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, does it? Hmm. Well, well it's ready. interesting to see if la- players yeah. like Launchbury and Wade stick around. Because yeah. I know Launchbury was holding off signing his contract. He wanted to see how it all panned out and what the and status see of the how much cash he could get. Because I bet he's worth, uh, oh, bet he's worth I, of it now. I think he was more interested in where's this club going and what yeah. we're doing and what what's happening. Hmm. Well, if they carry on recruiting the way that they, the way that they are... Uh, the people of Coventry should be very, very happy indeed. Mm. Uh, but it's it's been a, a very much a well, it's been a big talking point. So um, there's some of our thoughts. What's yours at Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. Now, I, just a little break. What we're going to do in a little while is we are going to build up to the European Champions Cup matches and Challenge Cup a bit less. So not not as interested by that one. Mm. Uh, but we were talking about those matches uh, very soon, and we're going to be asking the question and have a think about this one just before we get into it. Who is the most English rugby player, the most typically Welsh rugby player, Irish, Scots, Italian, French, all the rest of the nationalities? Who, Which one player typifies the stereotype for that country as a rugby country more than any other? We'll be getting into that one just to usher in the European Championship. But Phil, you've prepared a bit of a quiz. Well, I have. Let me get it up. Yeah. It's a, it's a very quick one. Shall I get you some sort Go of uh, game show type music? You can do, yeah. That'll be nice. Oh, lovely. Right, so me, me against JB, is it? It is, it is. There's only five questions. Okay. And I'm disappointed there's only five questions, and I'll explain that afterwards. Okay. Mm. Um, so the questions are all on the same theme, and that is A-League team names. A-League team, okay. What's A-League? As, As in, in rugby's... Sh- rugby's A- yeah. Yeah, Premier's second string. They play on Monday nights. Oh, okay. And a lot of the teams are just called... So and so club, A team, so yes. and so club development team, but five of them have given them proper excite- right, so exciting. Don't, don't say it out loud, then we'll write them down then. Oh, I, I think it was, was buzz in. I was, I was going to say buzz in, yeah. Yeah, buzz in. Buzz in. Think, think, oh, think of the listener listening to us scribble. It's not the same thing. No, 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 but I think we should write them down and see okay. how many of the five we can get. Okay, okay, okay. Right. go on then. Go on then. Okay. I know three already. Oh, do you? Yeah. I, I, know, I know a few. Um, so you're going to write them down? Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, mm, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Maybe I don't know as many as I thought. I think I've got... Th- I'm, g- I'm going to stick with the three I've got. You're going to go for just three? I can't I can't think of any more. Um, I know at least two. Oh, I'm going to make one up. Oh, go on. That, that, okay, I've, I've only got two. So the- Okay, so should we say the ones we've got? Yes, I think you've both got the same sail, one. Sail we'll, jets. We'll both have sail yeah. jets. Yeah. Named We're after? Named after Greece. What? Well, no. Oh, how? Uh, no. Oh, West, West, side side story. West Side Story. Sharks and the Jets. The Sharks and the Jets. Pathetic. Isn't that, I can't <laughs> believe that that's true. I thought when you said that to me a couple of years ago, GB, that was just a joke. I, I know. I, me too, when you told me that fact. Nope, Sharks and the Jets, because the players' wives liked musicals, <laughs> and they've played like that ever since. Ridiculous. Okay, okay. What, what's the next one you've got, Jay? United. Yeah, Bath United. Bath United. Yeah. Now there, there are. I've not actually counted United because there are three Uniteds. Ah. Oh, wow. So there's Bath United, Gloucester United, and Bristol United. So it's obviously a West Country yeah. thing then to have United. Yes, definitely. I only know that from my brother's time playing at Bath. I used to go and watch. In fact, first place I saw Gareth Delve was playing for Bath United, and I was like, "Oh my god, this who guy, is this kid? This guy is incredible." If he hadn't have been so injury prone, he yeah. could have been one of the best. Battle yeah. players ever. Agreed. And his dad was Mr. Universe. Yeah. So. yeah. Right, the other another one I've got. Is it a type of dog? Yeah, Irish Wolfhounds. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah. It it's not. It's oh. not the team. It's not. The Irish Wolfhounds is the island. It, it is the island one, yeah. Oh, it's the island, island second, second team. team. A London Irish is London Irish A team. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, disappointing. Right, come on then, Phil. So So now so, tell us the names and then we'll write down the answer. Okay, so the names oh. the names remaining are the Braves. Exeter. 
I've you just <laughs> ruined the game. I thought we could do that now. Oh, so okay, what? I was just writing it in for Exeter then. Fine. Okay, all right, go on. What are the other ones? Okay, sorry, can we shut out now? Yeah, go okay. on then. The Wanderers. Worcester. No, uh, uh Wasps. Nope. Saracens. No. Newcastle? I London have... Welsh. No. It would probably be wasps. They wander everywhere. Newcastle. <laughs> no. Leicester. No. Northampton. Northampton, Northampton Wanderers. Northampton yeah, Wanderers. I got a Wanderers. Wanderers. <laughs> Wanderers of all of yeah. uh, The Cavaliers. God knows. <laughs> uh, wasps. Saracens. Uh, no. Sar- oh, that makes sense. Cavaliers. Cavaliers. Newcastle. Leicester. Harlequins. No, I'll give you a clue. They're not currently playing in the Premier League. Worcester. Worcester. Uh, yes! And one last one, yeah. which should be a bit easier. The Storm. St- Melbourne? Newcastle. <laughs> storm? Why is that easy? Saracens. Saracens Storm. Why, that's not... Why, what, what? SS. Uh, yeah, a lot of them, the a lot of them do. A lot of them do Stormers? The, well, they've got their links with the Stormers in South Africa, so don't they? I don't know. <laughs> it rhymes. It doesn't rhyme. It's the same letter. Uh, fine. That, that would have been a great. There will be, there'll be like so that. many people shouting yeah. out loud. I can imagine with little headphones on on yeah. on the train or something commuting, shouting they'll at us. Sh- well, they'll be shouting so like your only job is to produce a podcast. Yet you butchered a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I like that, that quiz a lot. That's yeah. that's what I found out because a lot of the clubs don't kind of promote and publicize that this A League that much. So if no. if I've missed any. Please let me know. Let me know if there are any others. There's quite a lot of amateur teams, isn't there? Oh, God, I thought it was a good quiz, Phil. Sorry, sorry, we, were, sorry we were so terrible at it. <laughs> right, let's let's get into the European rugby then, because, oh, man, this weekend is going to be good. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. It's not massively different, this tournament, is it, to last year? There was there was a lot of talk about it, the changes and... What, well, but that, the, that was more about the TV feels rights like the than same, anything, th- wasn't it? Feels like the same groups. Feels like the same, you know, they're just repeating... Um, a lot of stuff from last year. Yeah, it's just it on is. two different TV channels, yeah. uh, broadcasters even. And it's good that they took on some of my recommendations that they made right at the start of the pod. Yes, to uh, not have all the the Pro Twelve teams qualified to make it more competitive. Exactly, or, or any that. if you wanted a, re- a real, a real good, good, good product. <laughs> Except for the Irish, they they can play. I like it. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get into the fixtures themselves in a little bit, but we've got a little uh, little little game we want to play, and that is trying to pick. Think of nationalities, and we'll broaden it out to the whole world rugby. But who, which one player, if there was a player, typifies that nation, that nation's stereotype more than any other? Where do you want to start on our glo- global trail? England. Try, let's start with England because that's pretty okay. easy to car- car- uh, caricature. Well, what's, thought... what's the English stereotype? It's kind of pragmatist, boring efficiency, power, trousers, yeah, <laughs> public schoolboy, yeah, yeah. well dressed, yeah. de- probably a dentist. Mm. Um, I'd go with the Ollie Cohn, the Welshman. <laughs> Apparently, I, he was the most English man alive. Yeah, because he was from Bristol, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, but he was like the kind of a uh, Welsh-hating Bristolian, yeah, guarding the uh, fair fair lands of England from In, the, the Welsh until he got asked to play for them. Yeah, okay, until he, fine. Yeah, until he, he got ripped, offered an international cap, ripped off his coloured trousers, burned them, and then uh, nipped, <laughs> over the, nipped over the bridge. <laughs> Anyone else English? Oh, I, I think. Um, Maybe the most English of, of all the English is um, Will Carling. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, Will Carling is very good Especially on. with the route when there were rumours knocking around with him uh, <laughs> being, a, being royalty. <laughs> him being royalty. royalty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, hang on, but he seems more English to me than even Mike Tyndall. Because Mike Tyndall, it just seems like a good guy. He doesn't seem to be stereotypically anything. Yeah, and no. he is royalty. Yeah, true. So hmm. um, I, I was I had for England uh, Wilkinson. Like the, Why? Oh, so he's successful. So he true. wins stuff. Why is he English? Because of the kind of efficiency and yeah. making more than, like, he was more than the cards he was dealt. Because of his like r- practice and his mentality and all that, he achieved more than mm. he possibly should have done. And as a guy, I mean, an incredible player and like as you say the dedication I think he probably would would admit he's not the most charismatic character <laughs> no he's not he's so, not going to get into banter squadron anytime soon no but this no. is true but what? very good at promoting nut butter though have you seen, his <laughs> his twitter account is the most dull thing and fine side clothing yeah oh yeah, I, I think Johnny Wilkinson. I'm going to go with you on that one. And he was public schoolboy, educated. Was he? I, I, yeah, I like. Yeah, very well spoken. Was it Lord Wandsworth School? Yeah, Lord Wandsworth. I used to. I played against Johnny Wilkinson a couple of times. Oh really? How did yeah. I go? 
He was twelve. He was play. He played twelve. We. Oh, I thought yeah. he was twelve as an age. <laughs> no, we um we beat him one year and lost to them the other year. Yeah, because he played twelve in the the schoolboy team that was like ninety six yeah. or ninety eight, where a lot of them went on to play in the World Cup. Johnny Wilkinson, Johnny the most Wilkinson. The, mo- the most English man. I, I, He's not more English than Will Carlin. I think Will Carlin is yeah. possibly. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'll right. give. I'll give I, you that. And Gus gets arrogance and probably, <laughs> probably gets him. In, Will Carlin, yeah, Will Carlin, Will Carlin, Will Carlin. Right, who is the who's the Welshest Welshman? JB. So the most well, Will's characteristics are obviously bitterness and envy towards <laughs> towards the English. Yeah. Christ, that could be anyone in South Wales. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Uh, but you got you got that stereotype of the mercurial. Brilliant player like Barry John, James Hook's pretty Phil Welsh. Davies. James Hook's very Welsh. Is it... Of those players playing now, he's very Welsh. Yeah. Um, who else? Ryan Lamb, <laughs> tiny and skillful. <laughs> As for forwards, I don't think we've got a fine history of forwards. I'm sure people are going to lambast me for this, but I don't think of the Welsh pack as devastating as a traditional English packs. No, I think the modern day stereotype of Wales, I think that mercurial kind of talent isn't quite what Wales produce now. What they produce is incredibly fit, powerful well, guys. Yeah. And even, did you see even um, Gatland and Sean Edwards have said to the guys playing in France, you've got to do extra fitness sessions because you're because the way you're playing in France, you're not going to be able to live with the tempo that we want to play at. He's the most Irish Irishman. Now, I've gone for two on looks and that's... Paddy Jackson and Peter, <laughs> Peter Stringer. Very good. Because wow. they look like actual leprechauns. Yeah. I go Tom Homer. <laughs> Tom Homer does look quite Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Leo Cullen is very Irish. I, I, he, is he anything? Is he, there's, yes, no, he is. there's no one else on earth that looks like Leo Cullen. <laughs> yeah, but if it, if it, if it help, here's a test, right? Not that does he look like the remainder of the population, because that would be unfair on, on all, the, all of our wonderful Irish fans. But if I held up a picture of Leo Cullen and said, which country is this man from? <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> I'd say, is that the BFG? <laughs> yeah. Ireland. Yeah. Scotland? Hmm. Scotland, you just you need someone really average. Who's the most average rugby player you can get? Kenny Logan. Yeah, Kenny Logan. Simon yeah. Danielli. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about like, <laughs> bad wingers. No, it's not bad wingers. It was... Wing- the worst wingers in space. Yeah. Who are the worst wingers if, if you gave him space? Oh, well, well, let's come back Come back to that. Should we just go Kenny Logan? Kenny Logan. Because he's, he's, he's good, but he's just never great. He's just kind of a guy who's hanging around wasps and they put him on the wing occasionally. Yeah, oh, he, you kick, that's it. He, he was a pretty big lad. New, Average winger. Yeah. New Zealand. What would Because New Zealand, they always have incredible skill levels, always hard as nails, carved out of granite. Yeah. It has to be Kieran Reid. Well, I, no, I, I, just, I think Conrad Smith or I, someone like that. Maybe. I had, I've got Conrad Smith written down. Because I, I think I, he's I, the most New Zealand guy because the guy's skills are incredible. And even with his frame and being an outside centre, no one would want to run down his channel because yeah. he will nail you. And he looks like he's just a little bit backwards. Yeah. Yeah, do, you know, well, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah well, all those like things Like he stepped kind out of of, the 70s. All those kind of things kind of apply to Kieran Reid. <laughs> Unbelievable skills... Not the best frame, but hey, it works. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Seems to make sense. But unbelievable talent, which is what you yeah. obviously uh, associate with New Zealand rugby probably players. the best player in the world. Yeah. South African, you just need the biggest meathead yeah. that you can ever find. Probably Bucky's Boto. Or... Uh, Andrew Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He could be South African. Yeah, yeah he, could he could be. be. I've gone for uh, Dwayne Vermeulen. Oh, uh, he's I, a beast. I, yeah. Uh, who's the most Aussie Aussie? <laughs> Easy one. Cool. Easy. The badge. The badge. Oh, yes. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. Easiest question move in the on. world. Yeah, move on. Um, the most... Well, let's let's take the... French. Pacific Islands uh, in, in general. Pacific Islands, they all are just monster hits. Yeah. It's got to be... Crazy it's skills. It's got to be the two Alangis. Huge family. It's mm. the two types, isn't it? There's the, like, the chiropractor style. Yeah. The big hits. And then the, the skillful, like, Serevi style. Um you could have those two, Brian Lieber and uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Right? Do you, when you watch like Polynesians run, and you think, Christ, they're fast. Like they look re- like um, what's his name today? Uh, Rocket Aguni. Rocket Aguni. Sorry, JB's uh, gonna say in a minute. All, one of my best friends. Some of my best friends are Polynesians. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Polynesians are like. A, I don't know if that's the right phrase to use. Whether it's. I thought that was a PC phrase. Maybe P- it is. Anyway, whatever the right phrase is. Whatever satisfies you, PC Brigade. Those people. Um, I thought. 
what's their best hundred meter time? And the best hundred meter time that I can find out there for a guy from a guy from the islands is ten point five. When you thought it'd be much much quicker when you watch them on. I remote, suppose remote none field. of them, none of them do it, do they? No. no. There's a there's a brilliant little thing um, that I forget who's done it. It's what one of the people sponsoring the USA rugby team who've done a little video of mm. Carlin Isles. Yes. and he's quicker over Carlin Isles. His hundred meter time would have got him into the Olympic semi-finals, ten point three or something, and he he's quicker over forty meters than anyone that's ever done an NFL combine time. No, I yeah, 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 and he's quicker over forty meters than Usain Bolt. Yes. What was his 40 time? Do you know? Yeah, 4.22. 2. 4. 4. 4.24 is the fastest. But uh, oh, what other what nations? Oh, French, yeah, French. Castagnet. No more French. Thomas Castagnet. Or Michelac. Yeah, or... What sort of stereotype are you thinking? Like, brilliant skill. Outrageously good skill. But then can have an absolute stinker. Yeah. Just disappear. Like, like, they're not even on the pitch. And if you wanted a forward equivalent, it would have to be Scott Cornell. <laughs> Big bruising, out of shape, kind of, but hell of a carrier. Uh, uh, a yeah. name, a name for people that are of an age who watched rugby in the eighties. Then Serge Blanco, I think the the Frenchest Frenchman. Like he, who's he chairman of? He's chairman of one yeah. of the clubs. Might even be Toulouse. But he absolutely ballooned in weight. Yes, as soon as he finished, because just just. But he was an, 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 one of the most skillful rugby players, counter-attacking, would attack from anywhere at fullback. Yeah, uh, smoked fifty cigarettes yeah. a day <laughs> while he was an international, well, and then ballooned they, in weight after he finished. Oh, he's not Beeritz, is he? Yeah, I think he might be Beeritz. He's Beeritz, right? Because uh, I read a story about um, like the old traditions of, of French rugby. Apparently, Beeritz used to play on a Sunday after a Sunday roast, <laughs> after like a whole brisket. <laughs> uh, and then and then washed down with red wine. And of course, you know where the pink bow ties come from, right? Uh, Eden Park. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So apparently, the pink bow tie. Uh, again, I could be wrong. Is from Racing Metro, and at half time they used to have champagne, and they used to play in both. Uh, they used to play in bow uh, ties to put that. Half time they'd have champagne. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Different world, different times. <laughs> yeah, definitely different times. What, it's not uh, the Super League Grand Final, that's for sure. I mean, is Sergio Parise? Would it have to be a front row to be in the, the, the most row, Italian Italian? So. Yeah, front row. I was, I was thinking fiery, like that kind of fiery, tough forwards. I was just thinking Parise just because, like, we seen him in a pair of pants. He just looks like a <laughs> wimp, like a, some sort of godlike Adonis. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll go with that. Um, I, I, well, I was thinking the fiery, fiery type five, and I've gone for a man who has the distinction of being the worst disciplined international player of all time. And that is Marco Bortolami. Really? That's a great... I'm getting your fact button out, <laughs> Phil. Fact. It's a great fact. At least we all know who the most Namibian rugby player is. Oh, yes, we do. Mr. <laughs> Berger. Mr. Berger. And the most Canadian. Most Canadian. Cudmore. Yes. Oh, not uh, Stanley. What's his name? Winston Stanley. Winston Stanley. No, Just not him. A grizzly man. Oh, yeah. A beast, a bear of a man. He's like a he is like a brown bear in walking through the river in Kodak British Island. Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's a beast of a man. Uh, so, any others? The most Georgian Marmuka Gorgodza. The name sounds yeah, like a fearful. He looks like a gargoyle. He's just got freakish strength. Beast from the east. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's incredible. There's a guy, a guy in the team I played in yesterday. They jokingly referred to him as Beast from the East. Oh, Easty. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't like that because um, he says I'm not from the he's East. From Czech Republic. Yeah, Czech Republic. It's Central. And the more he says it's Central, the more we say it's East. Yeah. <laughs> Quietly communist. <laughs> <laughs> so as we get on to the rugby that's going on this weekend, then Let's uh, do it. if we've missed someone, if you've got anyone you can suggest, then I don't know Welsh. Andy Powell, kind of, in terms of forwards, just a big meathead. Well, I mean, if you've ever seen... But a bit stupid. Yeah, if you've ever seen, <laughs> seen, seen the Valleys, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but any more, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, tell us what you reckon. Right, let's get into the games this weekend then. Like we say, there's Pro 12, Aviva Premiership takes a back seat. It's all about the European Rugby Cup and the European Challenge Cup. Let's let's focus most of our attention on the, on the Premier competition, as the, uh, and I don't think anyone would begrudge that. Interestingly... I, some of the smaller teams with who have smaller, more stretched squads, the likes of Newcastle and London Irish and London Welsh, even Exeter to a lesser extent, 
would you think that they would rotate their players when they get the chance just to give them a bit of a breather from the Premiership? Yeah, it, it depends who they're going to play because you'll play some games against the like French and Welsh teams, which would be tougher. But then you could play like Bucharesti Wolves or, or someone London like London Irish v Ravigo. Yeah, for example, mm, exa- exactly. This Sunday. So is that who they've got? Yeah. Yeah, I mean the 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 new championship, like the senior tournament, is just like a meat grinder. It yeah, you know, it's going to take its toll. If you're in the lower, uh, if you're in the lower comp, I'd probably rest everyone because it. I mean, unless you get through to the finals or semis, you're not going to take it too seriously. Yeah, it's a good good way of developing like some of your younger guys yeah. as well, rest your senior guys and uh, get the younger guys playing. Gloucester Breve is I've, one one of the good matchups. Uh, I've not seen Breve play. Uh, I think Gloucester are getting it together now though. They seem to be, yeah. Because there were so many new players, they took a bit of time to gel. But they're looking decent, look look good against Saracens. I also like their scrum half, um, Robson. Robson. I think Robson's a real deal. I'm not sure, but I'd play Laidlaw over him. Like you say, the money plays. Money plays. Money plays. Uh, I think Gloucester, with the shed, supporting them will yeah. overcome brief. Uh, Newcastle will beat Bucharesti. Yeah. Uh, wow, Newcastle three on the bounce. This is quite. <laughs> this is quite an interesting uh, matchup. Bordeaux uh, Beglers uh, or Be- Be- I don't know. Beglers will be fine. Beglers yeah, against enough. Edinburgh. That's an interesting game. Now Joe Worsley is one of the coaches with Raphael Ibanez as director of rugby at Bordeaux, oh, wow. and they have the highest attendance in the top fourteen. Do they? Yeah, and twenty six thousand. They're also one of the top teams to um, to beat now. I mean, people Ooh. are rest- in, in the top fourteen. People are resting their team. Before going to Bordeaux, they, two weeks ago they put fifty points on Clermont, and Clermont—that was the second game they've lost. They, they're top of the league, Clermont. Crikey! So, do you know what the European Cup's like? It's like you're in a school, and you know who the bullies are, and you know you're quite comfortable with those bullies being the bullies. And then another school from a harder, a harder neighbourhood comes over, and their bullies beat your bullies, and it makes you very uncomfortable. <laughs> like these French teams are terrifying. Oh, the school! The school I grew up playing at in Newbury was—that that sounds like a tough place. It, it was the uh, no, 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 no. That's not what I mean by that. But we were we were just a comprehensive school. But we used to have these historic fixture list, which meant that we played against a load of the public schools, and they hated it when we won. It was—we're oh, yeah. just commoners coming in there just, and when we beat them, and I remember one time I had a mate that played for Abingdon, which is a public school. Mm-hmm. And they got detentions for a week when they lost to us. <laughs> <laughs> In one awesome. of our assemblies once, we prayed for all the injured Rydal players to get to uh, get well soon. <laughs> uh, Cardiff Blues against Grenoble. Blues at home. Connaught no, Larochelle. Connaught will win that at home. Yeah. Really? Bayon Exeter. Exeter away. That'll be a tricky match. Stade Francais have got Newport Gwent Dragons. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I can leash the dragon. <laughs> uh, what's uh, what's Lou Rugby? L O U Rugby. What's that? I'm just looking it up. I've never heard of it before. Because L- they're, they're at home to London Welsh. L-O-U. It's not Leon. Oh, Leon. Leon yeah. Olympique. Uh, Leon Olympique. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Uh, Zebra Roy and that. Um, fine. London Welsh will hammer Ravigo, and that is your fixtures for the European Challenge Cup. It's not, it's not that exciting, I don't know. No. What are you talking about? They're playing for the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, the trophy <laughs> does look a lot like the NFL Lombardi Trophy, it has to be said. Okay, um, trivia questions. Who makes the Lombardi Trophy? Who makes it? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 D- Daimler. D- Chrysler. Mm. D- Tiffany's. 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 It's got its own little bag. And do you know who's allowed to, um, allowed to touch it? Fact. Well, oh, you, who's allowed to touch it? Yeah. The MVP. Only people that win it. You're not even the people that carry it have to hold, have to hold it in, uh, in, in gloves. Mm. Fact. That's great. Is I, it great? Because I like a, that. There's another trophy in America called the Stanley Cup, which That's is the NHL. Yes. Ice hockey, yeah. And they do something completely different. And they've got two guys that take it around everywhere to bars and stuff, and everyone in the bar can just play with it, hold it. it That's a massive it's trophy, massive, isn't, isn't it? it? It's huge. It's absolutely gigantic. <laughs> Fact. Good, good facts coming out in today's podcast. Now, so we go from that, which is kind of rather limp affair that is the European Rugby Challenge Cup, with the greatest of respects to the teams that are in it too. The European Rugby Cup. Oh, this is good. Yes. Oh my word! Some of the matchups this weekend are sensational. It's such a good competition. 
Mm. I've just realised, with it being a, a European affair, I'm playing the wrong kind of uh, sexual music. There we go, that's better. Ah, oh, nice. Uh, oh, much better. Right, uh, so Friday night, Harlequin's cast. You'd expect Harlequin's to have enough at home, because I don't think cast have uh, I don't started. think Harlequin's are a good team. Cast have not started the season particularly well. Harlequin's are the only team in the Aviva, I think, at the moment, have got their full strength side out and just look average. Hmm. Yeah. Have you seen anything from Harlequins that makes you go, yeah, this this is the team you need to beat? Hmm, it's a good it's point, actually. It's a, yeah. front, it's a front five they're lacking, uh, I but think. But it's, it's a first choice front front five? No, 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 yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. You know, I, it, I, it's not going to get any better for I, them. I think at home, European night, they'll. I think they'll do it. I know. Yeah. I think they'll lose. To cast? Yeah. Cast are currently fourth bottom. Call it my cast iron guarantee <laughs> oh dearie me <laughs> wise Tim wise uh, to Saturday sail against Munster should be good Manchester's quite an easy place for the Munstermen to get to over the Irish Channel again yeah. they'll be bringing a lot of play, uh, fans they over they can sing one. hymns all they want but I think sail a, a tough proposition I think I think it'll feel like a home game for Munster I, yeah. here's my prediction more fun. here's my yeah, prediction point, actually. there'll be as many Munstermen as there will Sail Sharks fans. Can I make this prediction? There'll probably be as many Munstermen from Manchester as there will be from <laughs> Ireland because this city is full of Irish people. This is true. Yeah. I, th- I think I think Munster... I, I agree it's going to be a tight one. Peter O'Mahony, oh my word, he's a good player. He yes. looks absolutely brilliant again in the, bit, in the rugby I saw him against Scarlets. Looks absolutely awesome over the ball. You just can't knock him off. He's, like he's, always, he's better over the ball than Dan Braid and Seymour for Sale Sharks. Mm. I think Munster will come away with a win. I think Munster will win. I don't think it'll be easy. No, I, I don't think it'll be easy be by any stretch. A real good shift there. Sale are difficult to beat at home. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think Munster, Munster for a big European night or European day even, will uh, will be up for it. Oh, Saracens, Claremont. Wow. Well, I can only assume that Saracens will be crunching the numbers with KPMG, which is exactly what they um, attributed their last win to, is a number cruncher in the accountancy big big four practice. I mean, this, ma- this matchup is... tackles from Jack yeah, Berger. How- this matchup is box office. Yeah. Do you think they can hold off the power of Claremont Averne? Because Claremont have started really well. Yes, they I have. have no idea. Currently top. New coach. Maybe they play differently. I just don't know. I have no idea this how to such a, oh, you... I, I think at home and with last year fresh in their memory, Saracens will have just enough to, to do it. Do Saracens come into that game confident knowing that they've beaten that personnel before? Or do Claremont come into that game thinking revenge. it's revenge? I, I, I think it's a bit of both. Wow, <laughs> it's, a great game, it's, it? yeah, it's a hell of a oh, match. I can't wait it? to watch this one. It's my uh, my Cudmore versus your burger. <laughs> yes, my Cudmore, uh, my Cudmore, my burger to win. Uh, I'm gonna go Claremont. Wow, mm. away, away. I know they haven't been doing very well away, but I think that they'll be so galvanised, and that that semi final defeat last year will have hurt them so much. It, yeah, it certainly will. That uh, they need no more motivation. But I, th- I think it's going to be by a, by a few points. Be, I don't know. It'll be close, won't it? It will be. Um, what do you think? You think Saris? I think Saris. I right. think Saris cool. at home. Uh, right, and into Paul 3 then, and Saturday evening, and, well, me and Phil will be going along to this one, Leicester against Ulster. Phil's going to see his Ulsterman, he'll be wearing his Ulster shirt. I will. Going into the Lions Den that is Welford Road for a European night, 7.45 under the floodlight Saturday night. Oh, I think this is going to be a great game. Yeah, this, this should be a really good game. Two teams that know each other very well in recent years. Yes. Yeah, after Ulster bested Leicester twice last year. They did, and I think they're going to do it a third oh, time. I think they can do it a third time. Although they don't have a couple of influential players, like Ruan Pinar, when they did win at Welford Road, was a real massive influence. Yeah, he was. Um, as as I, was John Afoa, to be fair. I yeah, yeah. and, now, and Marcus Ayers are coming back in for Leicester. Oh. Could be very influential. Yes, I, I, I also looked incredible. But Chris Henry, I think every that, time that you think, man say is Chris awesome. Henry, I think of the wrestler from WWE. It's awesome. <laughs> That's Mark Henry. Isn't he, that could, is Mark Henry. he could be a wrestler in WWE. Chris Henry could. He's a specimen. I, I think Ulster have got enough quality right right throughout the team. It looked really good against a very good Glasgow, Glasgow side. This no, weekend. you'll see him firsthand. So uh... yeah, exciting. Uh, there's two more games on Saturday. Glasgow against Bath. Bath. In pool four. Bath, Bath, Bath. Bath, Bath, Bath. Glasgow's a tough place to go to, though. Bath for me. I'm not by a bit either. Uh, I'm going to say Glasgow at home. I think are, you ma- are you mad? Bath have lost their last two away games. Yes, mm. they have. So, Glasgow. 
I think this is where we see where, where the Pro 12 is at versus the Aviva Premiership. Yes. It exactly ties like this. A team like Bath, who've been doing very well in the Premiership, going away to Glasgow, who've been, again, doing okay. Yeah, do, doing well in the, in the top 14. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go Bath to come away with the spoils in that one. And then the final game on Saturday in Pool 5, Racing Metro 92 against Northampton Saints. Good get a good matchup, this one. I yeah. Think, I think Saints will be wanting to really put a marker down in Europe this year I think they'll win and Saints look very impressive against uh, against Sale but at least they'll be really familiar good. with the uh, Racing front row <laughs> Mujati and uh, yeah. Well, uh, oh, I, yeah I don't know if uh, Tonga is playing I've got no idea uh, and then on to Sunday oh the big games just keep coming Leinster mm. at the Aviva Stadium hosting Wasps yeah in pool 2 Leinster missing in a couple of very big names um, mm. Healy and O'Brien at home in Europe. But, it's, what, it's what they do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They'll be that wasps. wasps team. I, I mean, I'm I'm guilty as anyone for continuously underrating them, and but, I don't think they were the better team today against Bath. Even you know, but huge back row, Launchbury back, Bradley Davis seasoned international. Leinster at home will do the business. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be much closer than you guys think. I don't think it's going to be close. I, Do you I, not? I think, it'll be, I think it'll be comfortable by more than seven, but I don't think it'll more be... Than, I don't uh, think, I'm not than, saying like a 30 niller or anything I like think, that. Yeah, I'm going to go a little less than that. I'm going to say it is going to be Leinster by less than seven. All right. Talon mm. will smash Scarlet's at home. Do you want to talk about loose. duty of care? What about taking a bunch of kids away to Toulon? <laughs> 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 Toulouse against Montpellier who knows how that one's going down Toby Flood must just be scratching his head going what have I done yeah, what yeah, is going and, on and more to the point everyone in Toulouse must be scratching their head thinking what's going on yeah. because uh, they've, they've started badly and the, the guy to save their season is this little like willowy Englishman who's just uh, just arrived with uh, a terrible haircut yeah and big ears <laughs> like, uh, sorry are, are you sure that this guy's going to be uh, Leading us to glory. Uh, so I, I, I've no idea how that one's going to go. I'll say Montpellier to win away. Uh, I'll go for Toulouse home win, but they have been dreadful. And the final game, we've saved the big one till last. Ospreys Treviso. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Os- Ospreys. Amazing that these two teams are going to see each other four times this year. Ospreys. Ospreys. I'm Ospreys so- are playing very, very well. I can't moment. wait. I can't wait. I'm just. We're going to be at some of the games live. We're going to be watching the rest of it on the telly, and I can't wait and bring the rugby on. We, before we're done, we didn't even mention the most Argentinian Argentinian, and that's got to be a prop. Marcus Ayerza, surely. Ayerza. Just the mm. meatiest front row. I would have gone with uh, Federico Mendes back in the day. Oh, <laughs> the guy, the guy who knocked out Paul Ackford at Twickenham. Yeah, in his uh, debut. And then went missing for a year. Yeah. Literally went missing from his <laughs> French club. Moved from Northampton, somewhere in France went missing. That, that sounds cool, good. right? Um, right, we're done. At, at Rugby Podcast is where you can find us. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for the comments on iTunes. Keep them coming because it helps bump us up the charts. And we, it's the only way that we've got to tell to, for people to find us. I think most people find us by typing in rugby on iTunes and we pop up. Or else um, people telling their mates. So, yeah. Tell your mates if you like the podcast. Or enemies. Tell your enemies as well. Tell your enemies as well. It's all good. Uh, and thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Nice one, JB. Bye-bye. Nice one, Phil. Cheers, Tim. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.